You are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Hey, so I got one verse for you that's really going to guide us through our entire journey uh, that we are going to be on this morning, and it's in Luke chapter 24. Can I get a little less juice on this bad boy? A little less juice, a little less juice. Maybe I can just switch mics. A little less. Uh. <laughs> Same thing. That's okay. That's very juicy. Um, so it's out, out of Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24, verse 10 and 11. And I'll go ahead and read it. If you don't have your Bibles, we got it on the screen for you. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. We'll talk a little bit about what had happened, what they're referring to. Uh, but, but verse 11 is really uh, that moment where I was, God, what do you want me to talk about today? And this is uh, what I believe he, he, he led me to. Verse 11. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men. So they didn't believe. So they didn't believe. Let's pray one more time and then we will get started uh, with the message. Father, we love you. God, I thank you for this opportunity uh, that we have to come together to celebrate the resurrected Jesus. And so I pray, Father, right now that you would speak through me clearly and concisely. God, that the seed that falls, it would fall on good ground. God, we, we're asking that when we leave this place... God, that we would leave a little bit different. God, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world. God, we love you so much. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen, amen. Hey, it's the small things in life that count. Is that true? It's the small things in life that count. It's those small victories that make life so much better. For instance, the other day I was at Amy's drive-thru. Do we have any Amy's folks in here? <laughs> um, anyways, so I was, I was at the Amy's drive-thru and I was ordering food for my family. I went no GMO, uh, no gluten, yada, yada. Okay, I'm just kidding, guys. I was at McDonald's. I was at McDonald's. <laughs> and <laughs> who am I fooling, right? Like no one. Um, so I was at McDonald's and I was ordering food for my family. I was, uh, I, whatever, I was just ordering food. And, um, and so, have you guys ever just had those moments when uh, you don't even, you don't remember, like, how you got to where you are? You just, like, you're like, whoa, how did I get here? <laughs> Good. I'm glad it's not just me. And so, so here I am. I'm at the drive-thru, right? And all I remember is ordering my meal and picking it up. I don't remember paying for it. That's amazing. And, and so um, I, 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 we got to the second window, right? Because so for those of you that eat McDonald's, like the first window, you, come on, I love you guys. And then the second window, you pick up. And so we got to the second window, and I was ready to pick up my, my food, and uh, they handed it to me. And then I just, I, I, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I looked at my wife, and I said, I don't think we paid. And she said, praise God, go drive, drive. No, she didn't, <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't say that. She didn't say that. 
<laughs> but we were there, and, um, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, we, and have you guys ever just had those moments where it just felt too good to be true? It was that moment for me, the little things. I was like, man, this is too good to be true. I just paid $25 for McDonald's, don't judge. And, and uh, I just got it for free. Now, because I am a Christian, I, I, I flagged the people down and I said, excuse me, I, I don't think that we paid for our food. And they looked puzzled, like puzzled because why would he tell us this, but puzzled um, at like trying to figure out if I did or not. And the guy came back and he's like, no, it looks like we don't know what happened, but it's paid for. And, and so I was like, praise God. And so we pulled out um, and we were driving and I was on cloud nine because I just got free uh, McDonald's. And, uh, and then all of a sudden my wife thought she should just pop my bubble and she's like, uh, well, let me check the bank statement or our, our app to see if we if anything is pending, right? And she's like, oh, babe, we did pay for it. <laughs> like in that moment, I hated life. Like it was, I was like, no. All of a sudden, that moment became too good to be true. See, I was thinking about this idea of too good to be true. And, and it's, it's very interesting in that when you encounter a lot of opportunities that seem too good to be true, it's very, and, and, and it ends up disappointing you, it's very easy to begin to look at those circumstances and situations and opportunities and it's very easy to look at them when, when something that seems too good to be true pops up to have some skepticism, right? Like, I've been there before. It didn't work out last time. It's probably not going to work out this time. And so I think a lot of the times when, when, when we are faced with something that is too good to be true, for a lot of us, rather than um, pursuing that thing, we sit back. And we're like, mm. all because of being fear, fear of being disappointed. You guys ever been there? Being fearful of being disappointed. See, I, I, I love the Bible because the Bible, it, though it was written long ago, I love that it has implications and practical things that we can see and view and learn from. Today. And what amazes me is that the story that we read, or the two verses that we read, uh, it's very interesting because this idea of something that is too good to be true, it, we, we see it actually in those verses that we read. See, I'll catch you up of what's going on, but um, these disciples, uh, these, these disciples are Jesus' closest friends. And, uh, they, Jesus, he, they were his, he was their teacher, and, and he taught them, and he, he did life with them. And so they had like this close bond with Jesus. And, and here are the disciples. They're, 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 they're hanging out, and, and perhaps that they're, they're still distraught about what took place three days ago. Now, if you're unfamiliar, uh, 
he, three days ago, Jesus, they just witnessed the disciples, they just witnessed their buddy, Jesus, brutally beaten. They witnessed Jesus um, uh, laid down on the cross and, and nailed in, in the hands and in the feet. They, they witnessed Jesus hanging on the cross. They witnessed Jesus die, laying on the cross, just taking his last breath and then dying. See, these disciples that we read in, the, in, in Luke chapter 24, they just witnessed their buddy, Jesus, dying. They witnessed him uh, coming down from the cross. They witnessed him uh, being rolled up and mummified with spices and herbs. They witnessed their buddy, Jesus, taken, put into the, the tomb, a big boulder rolled in front and guards out front. They witnessed this. And so fast forward three days, here they are, these disciples, they, 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 they just witnessed what perhaps is the worst day of their lives. And all of a sudden, here they are, they're hanging out, minding their own business, perhaps trying to get over what they just witnessed. And all of a sudden, I love the Bible, this group of women just kick down the door almost. And they just pop in, and they're like, hey, guys, I have great news. They said, Jesus, he's not dead. He's alive. And they're excited. They're like doing their like celebration dance, maybe. And what I think is so interesting about the Bible is that the, the, the disciples response. The women came in, Jesus is alive, and the disciples' response was, that sounds too good to be true. That, mm, the Bible says that they thought it was nonsense. The disciples, Jesus' homies. Think about that. These group of women that came in and, and they're like, hey, Jesus is alive. And they said, no, it's too good to be true. Sorry. I think the one thing that I, I love more than anything about this passage is the way that Jesus responded to the disciples. Like, I love how Jesus responded to the disciples because Jesus, he, he could have, when he found out that the disciples weren't believing, Jesus could have just been like, oh, you're lost. Sorry. But rather, if you look through the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what we discover is that Jesus, he actually went to pursue those people that doubted him. He, he went out of his way to find those disciples that, that chose to, to not believe. And, and he went out of his way to pursue them and say, no, look, I'm here. I'm alive. The news is true and it's good. See, I think that's such good news for 
some people in this room this morning because perhaps you have gotten to this place in life where, where you, you think about Christianity, you think about faith, you think about a God that would love you so much even in the midst of your failures and your, and your setbacks and your holdups. And you, and you think about this. You think about a God that is so loving. And, and you become a little bit like the disciples in that you think, man, that is just too good to be true. That is just too good to be true. There's no way that a God could love someone like me. See, I don't know about you, but I have a past. And it wasn't the best past. And so every time I think about God loving me, I get a little bit overwhelmed because I have no, he has no uh, reason to love someone like me. And yet he does. And this doubt, we, 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 we look at this and, and we see this, this, this doubt and, and here's the good news. Because a lot of us, like I said, we, we, we think of God, we think of Christianity, and, and we're like, man, this is too good to be true. In fact, there's some of you in here, you, when you think of the Christian faith and of God, you think that, man, it's so, it's too good to be true, so much so that it seems like a fairy tale. And what I love is that even in the midst of your doubt, Jesus, he's still pursuing you. Even in the midst of you thinking that this sounds a fairy tale, is Jesus, he's not offended, he's not insulted, he's not scared of your doubt, he's still pursuing you. See, I got to tell you this, you're not here by mistake this morning. See, you, you may be thinking, sitting down, thinking, man, why am I here? How did I get dragged, drugged, whatever, here? It's, it's not by mistake. It's not by accident. Jesus, he's pursuing you. He's pursuing you. He uses other people. He uses your spouse, your buddy, to say, hey, come to church on Easter. And he uses other people to pursue you because he loves you. He loves you. See, I was asking, excuse me, I was asking God this week, God, like, what is my role on Sunday? Like, what, what do you want, what is, what is, my, what is my role in this what you're doing. By the way, can we give it up for all the volunteers that came here early? And... There was a handful of people who got here at 7 o'clock just setting up, and so thank you for doing that. But I said, God, what is my role in this? What is my role in this? And I feel like God was telling me, your role is that of that group of women. See, so I believe this morning, my job this morning is to be like that group of women that came and kicked down that door of your comfortability and to let you know that what you thought was dead is alive. 
that the Jesus you thought was dead and buried and gone is alive and well. And here's what it means for you. That the same authority that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is active and wanting to move in your life, on your behalf, in your situations. So those moments of hopelessness, he wants to speak life to. Come on, somebody. Those moments of feeling uh, like there's no peace, he wants to speak life into that situation. He wants to speak life into your marriage. He wants to speak life into your sickness. He wants to speak life into your situation. Because he is not dead, he is alive. And he loves you. He loves you. And he's, he, he, he wants to speak life into your situation. And I know what you're thinking. It sounds too good to be true. God doesn't know my past. It's too good to be true. God doesn't know what I just did last night. It's too good to be true. God doesn't know my situation. It's too good to be true. I'm here to tell you, pardon the interruption. It sounds too good to be true. And in every other situation, it would be too good to be true. But we serve a good, good God. Yeah. Who wants to speak life into your situation. See, the joy of the cross is not the fact that he died and was hanging there. The joy of the cross was that he came back to life. Yeah. See, the joy of the cross is this idea that in any situation, if Jesus is involved, there's always hope. Yeah. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what situations you're dealing with, you're battling with, but I do know this, that you serve a good, good God who loves you and who wants to fight on your behalf and he doesn't care about your history, he doesn't care about your past, he doesn't care about your failures, he doesn't care about your imperfections, he doesn't care about those things that you may have done, he, he doesn't care. He's not intimidating. He loves you. Thank you for listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Remember, we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5 p.m. Make sure to like and subscribe, and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.